Hello and welcome to another episode of All Emotion. I'm your host, Jake. Thank you all for taking the time to tune in and thank you to our guests for stopping back by AIM. This is episode number 47. We all have a purpose. Our next guest is no stranger to AIM and she brings amazing, powerful energy to All Emotion. Ladies and gentlemen, Ashley! Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another episode with All Emotions. Myself, Jake, Scar City. What's going on? Everything is great. Everything is great. I'm excited for this interview. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, we have back Ashley again. Needs no introduction. Ashley, how we doing? We are doing great, and I'm so excited to be here again. What an honor. Two times wow. in a row. Where do you get all this positive energy from? Like, gosh, it's just amazing. I can feel it, like, through the, even though we're not in front of each other, you know, but I can definitely feel this energy. It's awesome. I think I'm just reading the room, so I'm feeding off of you guys. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, hey, I'll get right into it. Thank you again, you know, coming back on All Emotion. We really appreciate it. I'm very excited. Uh, we want to know is we want to dive a little bit deeper. Uh, we just want to start off. In your opinion, mental illness, we need to take it a lot more serious in this country and, and, and also abroad, but focusing really on the states. Would you, would you agree? And what's your thoughts? 100%. So I grew up and both my father and my brother, they both uh, suffer with mm-hmm. clinical depression and, and a few other things, you know, anxiety, bipolar. And at the time when my father was going through this, Nobody knew what this was and think I'm going to be 36. So let's just say this was between the ages of when I was six and probably 14, 15 years old. Nobody knew what it was. And even just going back that small chunk of time, people were locked away in psych wards. I I know people told my mom that, you know, my father wouldn't be able to provide that she could walk away. And and one of the most important things that I always knew that she said is, is I, I promised my husband in, in sickness and health to, to stay. And she did my grandparents, my mom's brother, they, they, advocated for my father, um, and got him the help that he needed. And he is able to function in the world every day and was able to provide for the family and still does. And that's all thanks to the support system of my family. And I've said this before, one thing about us is, is we might fight, but we are there for each other. But what that showed me, and unfortunately, my brother also does himself suffer with, with depression and anxiety is how important help is because they're both two very successful humans. Some of the smartest men that I know, not just street smart, but book smart. Boy, are they smart. And how much potential wasted talent is there because there is this stigma around mental health and how much people must suffer. I've seen them both suffer. I've seen friends and and, and other families suffer and help is so important. Diagnosis and getting the right help is important. And the fact that there's still a stigma around it in our country is really disappointing. So to say that it is extremely important that we address mental illness in this country would be an understatement because I've seen the remarkable success when there's diagnosis and treatment. 
Ah, that's awesome. No, I really appreciate that. And this one, it's huge, right? Someone, you know, as an educator and teacher, I want to know, we want to know, excuse me, your thoughts on the current gun violence in the public school system. So many of us who choose to turn on the news every day or just hop on Instagram or Facebook see the increase in gun violence. To say that I wish guns were not part of our society is beyond, gosh, I I really do wish that they weren't part of our society, but unfortunately they always will be. So to, to say that I hope to see that there will be stricter gun laws, because the way I look at it, uh, Jacob and scarcity is this. If you if you cannot rent a car until you're 25 because we don't deem you as being responsible, then why are we allowing you to buy a gun under the age of 25? And if we require you to be 18 years old to vote, and if we require you to be 21 years old to drink because, again, you're not responsible enough, then also what makes you responsible for carrying a weapon that could actually end someone's life? And I think that's what we have become so desensitized to is that your decision to shoot that gun is so final. There's no going back and you cannot redo it. If I have to renew my license every couple of years, if I have to take a test just to drive on the road, if I have to have a license to be an educator and then every five years have X amount of professional development hours to maintain my license as an educator, then you should have to do the same to carry a weapon that comes with such consequence. So truthfully, the gun violence in this country is is out of control. And I truthfully think that many people are confusing what actual freedom is and equating it to being able to carry a gun. But the the thing about what you say um, in your previous question about mental illness, right? Do many times when I have this discussion about guns and 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 Jacob, you're often on Clubhouse with me. You know, people will say it's it's not it's not guns that kill people. It's people that kill people. And that's you're correct. That's correct. And, I say and, that all the time. Right. And so. So, yes, it is the person behind it. But one, we don't have enough mental health awareness in this country Two, we don't have enough restrictions to be addressed. So I just think. There's a whole mess of reasons why this happens, but I think there's a lot that contributes to people's love of guns in this country. And unfortunately, like we are literally living in a country where our politicians have replaced the American flag on their lapel with an AR-15. Um, and if that goes to tell you anything, it just goes to show you that this problem is not going away anytime soon unless we start screaming and we start shouting. I said this to you and Scarcity before, going back to grad school and I've made the decision to go online because I myself have a very big fear of stepping on a school campus. And Scarcity, we discussed how many times there are college shootings that we don't hear about because they're under the number of of casualties for a mass shooting, so under four. And so that fear of mine is very, very real. 14 years watching and participating in um, drills for gun violence in school for active shooters. And I've held crying kids in my lap as old as as fifth grade um, because they do get scared because they don't know when it's a drill and when it's real. Um, I've spoken to high schoolers this year 
who are petrified to go to parties in high school because they've had guns pulled on them or guns have been pulled at the party and there was a fatality that we don't hear about. So yeah, it's a really large issue. It extends beyond the school walls. I think it's a, I I apologize for using this, but I think it's a damn shame that our kids grow up in such fear. And I, I wish that wasn't their, I wish that wasn't their world. Absolutely. And I, I appreciate your insight on that. I know that's a ongoing debate. It, it's It's been an ongoing debate, but I, I do agree with you, whether it's, you know, the people or the, the, the machines themselves or the guns, it's still a problem. And, and it does does need to be addressed because it's, it's actually progressing, progressively getting worse. Right. So go ahead. you know, what's interesting is now people are using guns for people that make mistakes, right? Pulling into a driveway, the doorbell ringing, somebody coming to your house who might might just be lost. And it's coming out of fear, right? Many times it's coming from fear. And where does that where does that come from? From what they're watching on TV, from what they're hearing about in their same circles, right? So um, you know, it's 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 a larger problem than just the schools. And again, unfortunately, um, fear is just running through everyone right now. Absolutely, absolutely. And and one, one another question I have for you is like, in your opinion, do you do you believe um, that when we have you know a woman that's elected to to the president of the United States, um, do you think that uh, you know we will still be facing the the exact type of problems that we're facing now, or do you think we'll just have another set of problems? So I think this is a really great question. Um, if you had asked me this um, probably about 10 years ago, I would have said, yeah, if we have a female president, there wouldn't be any of the same problems. You know, um, Unfortunately, then I didn't know a lot about politics because I was often saying, and I, and I didn't know a lot about people. Um, I would often say I'm not political. It's not going to affect me one way or another. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be the best teacher I can be. I'm going to go about my day. They could change a hundred things in politics, but this is the class that I fall in, the social class, and and nothing's going to change. Now, fast forward to politics greatly affects everyone. Our country is more divided than I feel as though we've ever been in, in my lifetime, and politics has become a passion of mine. I said in, my, in the previous episode, I don't fall left, I don't fall right, I fall on the line of I want everyone and everything to be equal. So when you ask me this question of will it make a difference if there is a female president, it's almost like asking the same question of if there were more females in politics, would would things be different? And my answer to that is no. And that's my opinion. So not not definite, just my opinion. No, because we are still going to have people where religion drives their decision we are still going to have people where hate drives their decisions. And we are still going to have people where love drives their decisions. To say that there wouldn't be people who are still pro or anti-abortion, pro or anti-woman's rights, pro or anti-guns would be a fallacy. Because regardless of who's in office, regardless of their color, the color of their skin, their gender, how they identify, these people will still exist. So what it really comes down to is not having politicians that are passionate about the checks that line their pocket, but actually care about their constituents. 
Right. Absolutely. And I, I know going back to 2007 and 2008 is me being a black man. I know that, you know, everyone thought that when Barack Obama came into office, there would be no more police brutality against, you know, marginalized people or, you know, African-Americans or, or minorities. And that was not the case. It actually increased uh, while he was in office. So I, I totally agree with you on that. Uh, just having a woman in there as president does not will not solve all of the, the problems that we have. Right. Um, we have to work together collectively. Exactly. And, and you know, when you're speaking specifically to Obama, right, you still have the Mitch McConnells in there. You still have right. the Lindsey Grahams there. So just because right. he was there as president, it doesn't get rid of the individuals who fall the other way or to extremes. You know, when Kamala um, was voted in as a woman, that feeling was, gosh, it was overwhelming. And then just to to see how not much really changes for us women, how we've had even more of our rights revoked. Um, it's just, it's almost like, wow, how is this happening, right? Right. Yeah, I suppose if we were in a minarchy, they would be, they would have more power. But even in that construct, it's it it doesn't work out that way, right? Um, you know, it would have to be a, a dictatorship, which we we don't want that either. So uh, it's kind of like we have to be careful what we wish for, right? No, uh, we see that happening in Florida. So no, we don't <laughs> want that. <laughs> yep. So um, yeah. So I'm 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 just going to jump to the uh, the next question, and then I'll hand it over to Jacob. Um, the next one is, um, you know, when you you're having a bad day, something that triggers you, right? Like, how do you get through that negative energy? Because I know a lot of times negative energy weighs more than positive. It's very difficult sometimes when you trying to get through a day that's negative and you still have to be professional. You still have to be the, you know, you know, the, the teacher, the, the, the leader. Um, how, how do you handle that negativity? How do you balance that all out? Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Um, so, wow, this is interesting because I'm a cancer and I wear my emotions on my sleeve. So for those <laughs> who follow astrology, I'm constantly crying or I'm really happy now. So gosh, how, what do I do? I cry. Absolutely. When, when there is something that feels heavy and I feel like crying, I cry. You have to, because you have to get those emotions out. I have a really great support group. Honestly, I hop on Clubhouse. I have a great group of people that I feel comfortable with and safe with. Um, we make each other laugh. We, we uh, sometimes are there for each other in very difficult times. We have game nights. But what I, what, the other thing is, is there are those times where I can't, right? Because I have to teach and I'm an online educator now. So everything I do is recorded. But even when I was in the classroom, that is one thing. My kids know I'm human. They know that I will be sad. They know that things can happen in my life. But again, my job is they're constant. So for me, in front of my students, I will always wear that smile. I will always have that passion in my heart because whatever is going on in my day is not their problem and it's not their fault. But trust me, when my laptop closes, I might cry it out. My thing is I I'm a dis I love distance running, which is hilarious because when I was in high school, I would literally fake being sick to get out of the mile run literally fake an asthma attack. Don't know if you've ever seen someone try and do that. I could win an Oscar. But I I distance run and I lift. Um, and those are my outlets. 
And yeah, I just, I will shut my phone off. I think the biggest thing I learned, turn your phone on, do not disturb. And sometimes I'll leave it on, do not disturb for weeks at a time until I feel comfortable, my anxiety, my sadness, all of that feels comfortable. Um, We're all humans and we all have to set boundaries. Yeah, I agree. Disconnecting is is important, especially, you know, now when people are working remotely and and you bring work home. So it's you never leave home, right? (laughs) No, you never Uh, you never leave work. You never leave home. As as an educator, you have to set those boundaries. Otherwise, you're working 24 seven. Absolutely. I'm going to pass it back over to Jacob. Hey, hey, Ashley. So before we um, again, thank you. This has been amazing uh, part two and and we look forward to obviously having you back on. But people out there, uh, you know, and again, this is like really, really big for for all emotions is is like personally, like I I share with you, it it affects me and also Scar City. That's why we're as passionate as as we are. And we we are very selective when we, we look at guests. So um, you know, just number one, I want to thank you again for your time. What advice would you want to give someone that is struggling and feels that they have no purpose? Wow, Jacob, that's that's a really great question. You know what was interesting? I think I said this to you in Scar City. I said, when you guys asked me to do this interview, I said, why I'm just an educator. I've seen the other people that you've interviewed on here, you know, and 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 it almost felt like I had no purpose on being on this this podcast. And I think that sometimes when you think you have no purpose and you can't find it within yourself, this is where I always say, turn to your community, turn to those around you, because sometimes you might just need a little extra to help you build yourself up. Right. And, and you and Scar and Scar City, you guys basically were like, no X, Y, and Z. And this is why. And all of a sudden I had all this confidence to do this because I myself sometimes feel is though, what is it that imposter syndrome, maybe like I might not be good enough to do something or I don't have enough credentials. So I think when you are hitting that low point, I would always reach out um, anybody you feel comfortable with and, and let somebody know that you just need to be, you know, you just need a little extra like TLC in a way. Personally, for me, that's what I do. It took me a while to find my tribe, but I have it. And I've always been fortunate enough to have my family. For those of you who who who, who may not have that community around you, I would definitely suggest using some of the, the free phone lines in which you can talk to someone for free. I've had people who are who are now my friends, and unfortunately, I didn't know them during the time that they've used these, and they were the ones that taught me about it. Sometimes we all hit that bottom of the barrel. And, and we just need someone. And I, I don't think there is anything wrong with asking for help. And I think asking for help is the most under underutilized tool that we have. And it's literally just asking for help. Oh, no, no, I appreciate that. That That's awesome. No, it really is. And, you know, again, uh, Ashley, it's, it's been it's been it's been great. And we look forward to having you back again. Um, how can people out there again? How can they reach out to you and how can they get in contact uh, with you? I always love talking. As you can see, I have the gift of gab. I think Jacob and Scarcity are going to have to consider extending uh, their their podcast here just for those of us with the gift of gab. But please feel free to reach out to me. Um, <laughs> poor things. I have to actually provide them with a leave after this podcast to, to make their head feel better. Tiny Teacher Ashley on Instagram, uh, Ashley Giuliano on on uh, Clubhouse. Those are really the two platforms I'm on. 
um, please feel free to go ahead and reach out on there. I'd love to help you get started, whether it's with in the field of teaching or, you know, trying to set up your your own little business as as an educator and independent contractor. That's great. And before we close out, uh, Ashley, is there any final things or final uh, things you'd like to, to touch on? Yes, I just I want to say this many times when I I talk to people and I'm just going to do a little brief, brief political PSA here. Everybody always says, I'm not political. I'm not political. We are in a time where politics is affecting everyone. And somebody has somebody, you know, may has a child and and a sister and a mom and um, a brother. Right. And all of the decisions that are being made right now, they're all greatly affecting those around us. So we always want change and we always want things to change. And the only way things will change is if we do become political. Doesn't mean that you have to pick a side, Democrat or Republican. Um, Even when you register to vote, even if they ask you to register with a party, you don't have to. And if you do, that doesn't mean that you have to vote all Republican or you have to vote all Democrat. You can still vote with the issues that matter to you. And if you're not sure about something, know that all of the bills being proposed are online and they are public knowledge. And if you ever need help navigating or you want to learn about a bill, please feel free to come to me. I would love to direct you to the right channels if I don't know. It's really become a passion of mine to make sure that everyone is is knowledgeable of what's being voted on that could affect the course of their life or the lives of their children or someone in their family or even just their friends. So I, I would love to be that that person that can help you um, navigate and find the issues that are important to you that you want to see changed. So I hope that even if you don't see yourself as being a political person, you just see yourself as having good morals and wanting to make this world a better place. And Good morals are based on not what I think, but what makes your heart feel good. We're all, we're all in sync right now. That, that That's the number one. So, Scarcity, do you have anything else before we close out here, sir? No, no, I think we're all good. I, I appreciate your time, Ashley. We uh, was happy to have you back for a second time, and we hope to see you again in the future. Thanks, guys. I really do hope to be back in the future. I'd love to discuss a whole bunch more topics with you. As you can see, the, the discussion with me is endless. Well, again, thank you, Ashley, for your time. And uh, we look forward to having you back here on All Motion uh, soon. Thank you, guys. All right, thank you. Have a great day. Thank you again, Ashley, for stopping back by AIM and sharing that powerful, powerful, powerful story and your experience. Very excited to have you back here in the near future. If you have not signed up for the AIM emailing list, please go to allemotion.com and subscribe to our email list. You'll receive new episodes when they are released, monthly newsletters, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, free, free, free stuff. So please subscribe to our emailing list. Very simple. Once you receive the email, just click on the email, accept, and then you will be in our emailing list. From Scar City and myself, take care and be safe.